Hey, welcome to the A&D Show. I'm David. I'm Austin. And this is this week's, month's, year's episode of the A&D Show. Episode one. Got a lot of things to talk about. But first, before we start, we thought it would be appropriate to just share a little bit about what this is all about. We have both Austin and I have always enjoyed listening to podcasts and see the benefits of them. So we decided, hey, let's make one for ourselves. Right. If nothing else, we're gonna like it. That's all I, I mean. Right. I want I, I want the public to like it, but this is more for me. Exactly. That's a it's an outlet for the nerdy things that we like to talk about, and it, it's a way for us to talk about them on a, in a forum that we don't have to you know burn the ears of our friends off whenever they don't want to hear about it. Right. Good. Good. Clean discussion and and something that's hard to find these days. Right. So, you know, the idea behind the A&D show is for us to record some humorous, interesting information that's comedic, nerdy, and just genuinely probably the dumbest thing you'll ever hear, and uh, to do so without any profanity or questionable content. That's kind of the idea. So um, we hope you enjoy, and on with the podcast. Welcome to the A&D show, the worst show you've never heard. So first thing we're going to talk about today is music. Now, we call this a mind moment, which is basically just us rambling from our minds about things that we think. So this is not necessarily academic. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anything on this show is going to be academic. You know, you're probably right there. But the first thing is just music because, you know, music, I don't know if you've noticed this, Austin, but music is... uh, Oh man, it's a it's a fickle fickle thing. It goes from you know, like like if you look at the history of music and you go back to uh, like the fifties, right? You got swing, you got big band, you got some other things like that, and then you look at what music has evolved into now, and you got all this like hip hop. And who is that? Luke? Is it Luke Bryan? That Luke Bryan, yeah, that, he's like a country, country artist, guy but now raps. he's trying to go all like rap and like, techno yeah. and and you look at the and you look at all these kinds of like back in the day. Like historical music, you had you had swing and jazz, and that was like it, right? Classical music, and now from like a three or five genre maximum in the fifties, you've gotten to the point where there are hundreds of genres of music. And I just thought, you know, what what do you think music will evolve into going forward? I mean, if we have gone from five to five million genres and just literally anything is now being considered music, what do you think it's going to go well, to from I, here? You know, I really think that it's going to keep, you know, we're going to get these, all these subgenres where, you know, you've got, you've got, uh, you know, you know, you know, I, I, growing up, I was a big punk fan. So, mm-hmm. you know, you start with punk and then you've got alt punk and you got punk pop and you got, you got hardcore punk and you got, you know, you got, you know, punk rap. And I mean, it's, you know, you know, every, every, you know, main genres got 15, 20 or more uh, little subsets to it. So I think that, that, you know, in that, in that realm, you're going to see more of that. You know, if you look at, if you look at even, uh, even, you know, techno or electronic music today, there are so many different variations of what music is and a little, you know, if you add this instrument here, well, this puts it into a different subset. And so Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, it's going to keep evolving, I think, but it's going to be interesting to see how, 
much evolution takes place because right. I think that people are going to get the point where, you know, there are some things now. It's like that's not really music, right? You know, that's that's a computer, right? Speaking Looking of at you, Dead Mouse. <laughs> in that in that vein, like, um, you know, one of, one of my guilty pleasures, and I'm I'm not afraid to admit this, but one of my guilty pleasures, as far as a just as a musician, as a as a singer, as an as a connoisseur of music, I guess I should say, is uh, rock. I love various kinds of rock. Now, you know, this may be like a heretical statement, but to look at rock from its classical standpoint, like you're talking classic rock, like right. Led Zeppelin, the, the Beach Boys, the Beatles, Elvis even, you look at that and I'm just kind of like, I'm like, meh, you know, it's it's got its place. It's fun. Well, my, my hot take is the Beatles are overrated. That's, <laughs> that's, another, that's another conversation. Man, we're going to have some dislikes just because of that statement yeah. right there. But no, the... You know, rock in itself, just in that one genre, has man, it's it's evolved. And so, you know, one of the one of the some of the groups that I grew up listening to were groups like uh, like Hawk Nelson, which is like a punk, mm-hmm. a Christian punk group, and you know Nickelback. Unfortunately, <laughs> so sorry, so sorry. <laughs> but then you know it, it's evolved, and now there are all these different you know subgenres of metal. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> I I heard. A mutual acquaintance of ours uh, tell me the other day that his preferred genre of music to play, write, listen to, sing, whatever, is a beautiful um, thing called noise metal. And uh, <laughs> and the, the truth is, listening to... Uh, I actually listened to a track that he or she wrote uh, or played or song or something. And I was just like, yeah, I can see where the noise is at. noise. That is um, noise metal. And I guess, you know, if you take a bunch of pots and pans and you clang them together yeah. a lot and you get a lot of staticky noise and could be considered noise metal, it's, literally. But it, 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 it's funny because because I've always been a, a, a big fan of the of the heavier stuff. You know, yeah. I was always, you know, I, you know, I was always a big Andreas fan back in the day and I was a big fan of you know, Devil Wars Prada and I was a big fan of uh, uh, you know, you know all these, all these heavy, you know these these <clears throat> much much heavier than probably needs to be, right? Uh, you know, you know Christian Christian groups because you know, you know, growing up, that you know, I listened to a lot of you know heavy music, and so you know, I wanted to incorporate some sort of of subset of my beliefs into this music. Sure. So uh, when I got that, you know, and when, when I got to that point, that was all I listened to was I just I listened I, I'd memorized. Every under oath song <laughs> ever made, and, right. and you know, I, I I think to this day I could probably still put you know put put an old album in and just go start to finish, um, and so you know you know I can I can always appreciate the different you know different styles of music you know we sure. all have different you know I you know now me personally I'm not a huge music fan yeah. these days you know I, I love you know you know you know I still listen to music but you know I I love talk radio I love talk sure. radio well podcast part of what we're doing this shout out to the AD yeah. show podcast we're yeah. currently on <laughs> so you know the, and, and like I said this you know this is why I wanted to do this but you know it's it's funny when you look at you know you know when you look at, at, at music variations and, and different styles there are so many different styles and, and and for each person you know what you like music wise may not be what everybody else likes music wise right everyone you know you you may not like under oath but i may not like you know acoustic you know love jazz, songs like, jazz. You know, soft jazz you know i may not be a big kenny g fan oh, gosh. i am but <laughs> you know there you know there are different variations of people's interest in music so right you know i think that for every for every person they're going to have their own you know preferred uh, uh method of noise for lack right. of a better term so kind of in that vein picking up where you, where you left off 
and kind of addressing the question about where the future of music lies, I actually was watching a video on, uh, or listening to a podcast, maybe, and um, the, the the hosts of the podcast were talking about this very thing. What, is the, what does the future of music look like? And maybe that wasn't the purpose of what they were talking about, but it was kind of in the vein. And they said, you know, they believe that, and that's a little bit out there, but it is kind of interesting to think about. They believe that the future of music will eventually get to the point where you can ingest through your ears every frequency that's audible in like 13 milliseconds. Mm -hmm. And the future of music will be like you plug in your headphones and then you're done. And then like, but that sounds, it seems so like, you know, just ridiculous to me because I'm thinking about it. And I'm thinking, you know, everything in modern society, like everything gets faster, everything gets more convenient. You know, cars have heated seats and and Amen. auxiliary inputs and Bluetooth, and your your phone like tells your car who you are and all this other thumbprints and stuff like, which you know, 20 years ago it was completely unheard of. But you know, as things continue to progress in that vein of convenience and and being more comfortable and and things like that, um, you know. It sounds so, like, possible that that could be the case. A 13 millisecond burst of all frequencies you can hear. But that sounds so horrible. Oh, <laughs> Genuinely just awful. Yeah, you know, how do you, you, know, how do you make art, you know, in a, a millisecond? You know, right. and But, you know, you know, you're spot on, though, because, because as, as, as human society evolves, we want things quicker. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the microwave, and then you can make things really fast. And then we got an Instapot. My wife and I. Oh gosh! And uh, bandwagon much? <laughs> oh, completely. But it is the greatest invention known to man. You know, she can put in a frozen, you know, you know, frozen chicken breast, and in five minutes they're cooked all the way through, ready to eat. Gosh. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. I mean, so you know, I think as 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 a human society, we tend to look for that convenience because mm-hmm. you know you want quick. You know, people don't want to. You don't want to stay on the line. You don't want to have to do anything. <clears throat> now, to that end. If that were to happen, you know, years and years and years and years and years down the road, there's no such thing as a live show anymore. Right. Unless you walk in the door, pop, there's your, there's your show, <laughs> here's my yeah. 70 bucks for my ticket. I, so, you know, it's, you know, I, I would I would venture to guess that that would be a, a, a hard thing to do because I think that, that people still enjoy the the performance aspect of mm-hmm. music, whether it's, you know, you know, you know, you know, it doesn't matter who the artist is, people still like the performance. Right. Like Dead Dead Mouse, you, t- you spoke about him earlier, right? Dead Mouse comes up on stage, and they're like, "Ladies and gentlemen, Dead Mouse, Dead Mouse, Dead Mouse," and he steps out on stage. He's like, and he's like, "Thanks for coming out," yeah. you know. And it's it. Like, we love you, Wisconsin. Like, that's all. And you know, it's interesting because you know, and, and in that vein too, um, how many times? I can't even count how many times personally. How many times have you? Uh, like wanting to show somebody a song right. and you're scrubbing through the song like oh listen wait wait till you get to this part scrub through get to this mm-hmm. part really fast like listen well, to this and so you're, you're do. right yeah. and, you, and you're scrubbing through you're fast tracking same thing with with videos same, same thing with with film um, and you know the interesting thing about it is is that um, two things first of all there's an interesting dichotomy I think in uh, making things shorter Making things more convenient, making time uh, less consumed by consumption itself, right? And the interesting dichotomy is that in order to make those things shorter, it takes more time on the front end, right? So think about the process that it takes your favorite artist, say Under Oath, for example. Mm -hmm. Think about how long it took Under Oath to write the lyrics, write the music, arrange the, the instrumentation, 
track it all out, produce it for three and a half minutes. Right. Right. When you look at a 14 millisecond, 13 millisecond burst of all sonic audio, right? Think about how long it would take the or the uh, producers to like create that in a way that's artistic, right? So I don't know. I think that's an interesting kind of a oxymoron. It takes more time to make less time, right? Or to take less. Well, time. you know, you put you know you know you know you know you probably put a total of one month into one song. So you yeah. put you know thirty calendar days into three and a half minutes. Right. So I mean, it, it's it's a lot of work and a lot of. You know, but if you have 30, you know, you know, thirty millisecond songs, they could do a whole album every month. So. Yeah, well, it's the same, and it's the same process too with film, uh, which we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But when you're looking at film, it takes years, several years. Look at the uh, Avatar. Was it Avatar? Yeah, Avatar, the James Cameron film, right? That year, that film was like 15 years in development, right? right? They had plans to shoot that movie in like 2000 mm-hmm. and it didn't come out until 2015 or whenever it was that it came out right F- 15 years in development for a two hour movie right right 15 years of work boiled down to two hours and the interesting thing about it is that the other point I wanted to get to was um, you know at some point have you ever caught yourself like at the end of a long day for example right now it's what eight o'clock right now right you've gone through a full day's worth of work everything's very fast paced mm-hmm. right very quick very convenient very um you know time conscious and you get to a point where you're just like let me just sit Stop. and right. just slow down for a second right and you know at what point do you think you know like looking at the future if that is the, the future of music this burst of audible frequency um then there's going to be very, it'll be very, maybe very infrequent and maybe very sparse, but then there'll be that one person who busts out like, you know, uh, what's his name? Michael Bublé-esque piano ballads or something. And they just play it and it takes, and people are like, oh, this song is ancient forever long. But then there'll be that, that, you know, that demographic of people that are like, wow, it's nice to just sit back and enjoy how slow this is, right. how, how just stretched out and paced right. out this is. But anyway, I just thought that was interesting. Um, I think that's all the time we have for a mind moment. So let's go ahead and move on to tech talk. So, awesome. What do we got in the world of tech today? So the big thing right now coming out uh, this month, I believe, is the Apple HomePod. HomePod. Okay. I've uh, heard of it. So that is uh, in the same vein as the, the, the Amazon Echo, the the uh, uh, the what's it, the Google Home Google Home um, yeah so you know it's in the same vein it's a, it's a personal assistant uh, uh, you know that per, the, the home speaker okay. but it's on steroids it's far 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 above and beyond what anything else is out there right now so this is like Siri for your house basically yeah okay so the the design wise uh, uh, it looks really similar to the the uh, the full size uh, uh, Alexa where it's it's rounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's it's a little bit shorter and kind of wider. Uh, it's got it's got seven uh, seven speakers on the inside of it. Gosh. It's got it's got a, a phenomenal bass. Um, but the cool thing about it is that it's got the A8 the A8 chip uh, that's also in some of the phones and iPads. Yeah. And what it does is basically it, it it in a sense when when you plug it in, it scans the room that it's in, and it adjusts the acoustics on the device wow. for that room. So if you put it in this room. It'll have this setting, and then if you move it to another room, it'll it'll rescan the room, and it will adjust the acoustics to everything from uh, from from layout to to probably humidity and 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 temperature in the room, and it will it will adjust the sound and the acoustics of, the, of what's coming out of the device <clears throat> far above and beyond anything else out there right now. Wow, 
that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, one of the things that growing up, you know, like you always have your your dream home, your future space, like your man cave, so to speak. And one of the things that was always really interesting to me, something I always wanted to have, was like a built-in Bluetooth, um, like auto-slaving audio system throughout my house, right? Something that I could have my phone with a song playing on it, and the the actual system would be smart enough to pick speakers based on my proximity to them. And so I could walk through a house and it's simultaneously connecting and disconnecting from speakers throughout the house. And it sounds like that might be on the horizon with this HomePod yeah, just because so, of the way it works with yeah, the scanning so, and stuff. Right. And so what it does basically is if you have multiple HomePods, it uses uh, uh, the second version, basically AirPlay 2. Yeah. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know, your iPhone is your iPad, is your Macs, your MacBooks, they all have AirPlay. So the HomePod's got AirPlay 2 where it will basically connect these two speakers where you can do one song in this room and one so- a different song in that room or do the same song in both rooms oh, or... Wow. Song in this room, but no music in this room, and uh, it, it's it, it it sounds like and it appears to be probably uh, something that's going to it, you know it, it it's gonna be one of those things. If you have an iPhone, you're gonna want this device. Cool. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be kind of the go to uh, uh, home home speaker setup. Uh, uh, you know, it'll it'll from what I've heard, it's gonna have the same. You're close to the same speaker quality as as uh, as the Sonos home speakers that are that are just. Excellent sound, um, and really the, the you know the Echo and the uh, the the Google the Google Home mm-hmm. the speakers aren't aren't anywhere near the capability and the sound quality of this of this device. Right? Have you seen uh, one of the things I think is really neat? Speaking of the Echo, um, is that Echo's got like multiple levels, right? Yeah. So, so you got like the Echo Dot, mm-hmm. and then you got the Echo. Echo, just like the full size Echo, right? Like full size, and then there's one that's like I can't remember. There's a mid size one it, too. Yeah, I think I could be wrong. <laughs> and then have all these other ones that are yeah, styled. There's, there's, and, and yeah, have well, like they're wrapped in canvas and yeah. all kinds of stuff. The cool thing is with the the, the one thing I, that, that I do like about the Echo, uh, uh, the Amazon did right, is they have the Echo Show, and that one's actually got a screen on it. So oh, cool. you know, you know, if you have it like in your kitchen, you know, you're making your coffee, you get you know, get ready to start your day, it'll have your your agenda on there and the current weather and the forecast for the day and like a heads up display. In yeah, your kitchen. yeah, it's super super nice, a uh, uh, very very cool. Uh, perspective on it, uh, you know, link it with your phone, um, and I, I would imagine that, that, that Apple's going to probably do something similar to that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of similar vein um, in the future. But I don't yeah. think it's there yet. I would really, and this is again, this is futuristic and dreaming. But I would love to see uh, that kind of home tech get to the level that you see in like film, right? Right. These the pop futuristic up. films, yeah, like, yeah, you, like you know, you it's, on this, your, it's on your mirror in your bathroom. Yeah, you're taking it, you're, you know, you and you can swipe through yeah. stuff, and you got like this glass panel that comes up out of your desk, and you can just tap on yeah. it. It's your screen, your computer, computer, oh, yeah. and I'd love to see stuff. Of course, you know, if anybody's going to do it, it's probably going to be Apple because right. they already are very close to that kind of tech. Well, they're, already, they're but, you know, and people dog on. You know, you get you get people that are that are Android people, and they they dog on Apple, right. and they dog on Macs, but Apple's always been innovative. They've mm-hmm. always, you know, you know, they could have made you know, run of the mill something something similar to the the you know the the, the echo, mm-hmm. but they wanted to make something better, right? And that's what they did with this was that they made something they they, they looked at what was out there and said, listen, like like these these are fine devices and we can do this. People will still buy it, but we want to make it better. Yeah. Now, better costs more money, um, <laughs> right? Because it's going to have a price tag of like a thousand dollars easily. But uh, I don't know. I, 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 you don't I'm think so? To, I, well, I'm the, in fact, I, I'm not sure what the price tag is on it. Let's do some I can't search. imagine it would be that high, but it, it, it's. 
it's it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. You know, home automation is. If, if you would have told me even five years ago, you know, you know, full disclosure, I work in tech, so you know, you know, I, I, I keep up on on a lot of this stuff. But if you was only five years ago, that the that the 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 current home automation uh, uh, potential for what's available today would be where it's at. I would have I would have laughed at you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're talking. You've got you've got. You can put cameras all over the house. You can, you know, you know, you know, you can, you, you can, in theory, control your entire house from the lighting to the heating and AC from your phone by voice command too, which is yeah. really cool. I've seen, I've seen where um, they've got these smart home like light fixtures and and uh, receptacles and things for your, you know, your wall plugs and your even your air conditioning controls, and they're set up to you can by voice command be like. Whether you have Alexa or you have the Google Home set up or whatever, you can say, Alexa, uh, adjust my temperature up five degrees. And it'll automatically set it and it's like, dun, ding, or whatever the noise is. Um, the HomePod is going to cost 350 Yeah, I just was looking so, at that. So, you know, that's about the same cost as the as the Echo Show that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. The Echo Show is like about $300. So, you know, it'll be about it'll be about 50 bucks more than the, you know, than, than what's, I guess, currently the quote-unquote top-tier uh, 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 home assistant, mm-hmm. but for the you, you know for the quality you're getting, uh, you know I think it's going to be a slam dunk. Yeah. You know now people are going to be probably a little slow to buy it after the iPhone 10 uh, wasn't as big of a hit as I think as Apple had had hoped for. Uh, I, <laughs> I got think, one, I love it. I think you know I think it's a great device. I think people miss the home button. Yeah, people and and, and part of the problem is is that, is that the, the way the phone lays out. Uh, that I've noticed, if you're if you're in landscape, which I never use landscape mode for typing, mm-hmm. or whatever. But if you're in landscape mode and you're, you're searching Google, uh, most of the keyboard covers the entire screen. So uh, that was one of the complaints that I'd heard from people that I work with that uh, you know you know that bought the phone and they actually returned it. Right. Was that you couldn't see much of the screen when you were in landscape mode. So uh, if you were typing, so sure that that, that, and that's that the main be problematic. That, yeah, you know, especially if you're doing emails, that was the main complaint that I heard. But I think that the, the the phone itself is great, so, but I think that will cause some, some hesitation from people uh, in regards to the the HomePod. People are going to kind of step back a minute, and you know they're gonna, you know they're going to want to see the early returns on this and see mm-hmm. people's response to it. And I would love to have it. Apple, if you're listening, <laughs> I'll demo one for you. Yeah, uh, Tim happily. Cook is his uh, subscriber to our. That's not true. <laughs> not, true not true at all. Um, one of the things that I heard, and this and this is pretty much pure speculation because I don't think that Apple has has called anything out about this or addressed this publicly. But one of the things that I've heard is that they've actually dropped the iPhone 10 from from their market. Now that doesn't necessarily mean that they're like retracting all of the right. phones, but they have put it out of development yeah, because right. like what they would do for an old model that is no longer being created new. Yeah, they did that in Japan. I don't know if they if they've halted production uh, for phones here in the US. Yeah. Uh, I know that in Japan I'd read that they that they'd halted production. Um, so I guess manufacturing wise they've halted production. You know, will they make more the, the, the problem with the tin was always the price tag. Yeah. People people didn't, yeah, cell phone people, people just, didn't want to pay that kind of money yeah. for a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Um and frankly, it, it, it is expensive. It, it's 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 excessive for for, for a cell phone. Um, but I think that the way that they designed it, me personally, I, I love the fact that you've got a phone that's got the the basically the screen size and screen real estate of 
you know, you know, an eight or seven or eight plus, mm-hmm. but you get that body size is really only a little bit bigger than the standard, the standard seven or standard eight. Yeah, you know, so you get the bigger screen because because it's edge to edge display. Mm-hmm. Um, now the gestures took some took some getting used to. You know, you know, I know when I first got it, I was showing it to you, and yeah, I, 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 it was a bit of a learning curve, but I think that, that it's 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 a really it's a really good device. Yeah, you know, and 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 phones now. There aren't many phones that still have a physical home button. No, you know, and you know, no, they're all going you know, away yeah, from that. Most, you know, most Android phones, you know, that you know, they have the side rockers, uh-huh. but that's it. Well, some of them are still are still going with the uh, the proximity touch sensor. Yeah, it's no longer like now. Even even the iPhone eight, I have the iPhone eight plus. The eight plus, the button's not actually even a button. Right. It actually has haptic feedback right. that makes it feel like it's clicking when it's no, not. It's not. Um, because it's not an actual physical button. And if you want to test this, and if you're listening to this, take your finger and put your fingernail down on it and try to click it with your fingernail, and it won't actually right. work. Mine just did, but because I touched it with my finger. <laughs> um, one of the things, too, I thought that was interesting, and, and we can we can address this and maybe pick it up a little bit later whenever we uh, have more information come in. But one of the things I thought was interesting was I actually read an article that Apple... Uh, and this may be complete farce. I have no idea. I have no way to, to back this up. But I read an article that said that Apple had put a patent in for a part that was for a foldable phone. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, Apple, are you going backwards on us yeah. again? Like, are you, are you are you going all Thor Ragnarok and going back to the 80s with everything? Because, you know, foldable, like flip phones... Do they even still make those? Uh, yes, they do. I still I, I still purchase the most of my company. Oh gosh. So okay, so like a flip phone, it still exists, but they're not technically a smartphone. No, now now there there was a smartphone years ago that opened up. It was two screens. Basically, you opened up like a like a like a like a like a tortilla. Yeah. And it was two screens. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But there was this huge line in the middle of it where mm-hmm. there's no screen, and it, it, it was the worst design <laughs> for a cell phone I've ever seen in my entire life. Well, interestingly enough, that's actually made a comeback. I think Motorola just came out with one. Oh. It's a two screen, and it's at like a front and a back screen, but it's real thick. It's like a half inch thick. I don't know why you do that. And they and they're magnetized. It's not like a clip like they used to have. This. You know this plastic clip, kind of like what the old laptops had. You push a button and it just kind of like releases a latch or something. Well, this is now magnetized, kind of like a MacBook lid. Whenever you shut it, and you pop it open and it flips around and kind of locks in place, and you have this big four by three display, but it's still got that bezel. That's you know? terrible. And it's and I, and I saw a review for it on on YouTube, and I, if, if I could remember the the guy's name, I would shout him out, but I I don't. But I um, I was watching on YouTube and I was thinking to myself, this is a man. This is a step backwards. Right. Like this. No. You know what it was? It wasn't. It wasn't Motorola. It was um. Who was the Who was the gaming computer? A Razer. Is it Razer? Razer. Okay. Razers who made it. Anyway. So, but apparently Apple has put out a patent or has received a patent agreement or something on parts for a foldable phone. So um, there may be a foldable. Apple phone thing. Terrible, in the terrible future. idea. Now, if they can do it right, you know, like uh, look at um, the way that they've done with the the eights, eight pluses, and the ten. Right, the actual screen folds mm-hmm. underneath. Right, so it's it's perfect. Like bezels are going it's mm-hmm. screen edge to edge. Right, so if they could figure out a way to adapt that technology. So that it was a bezel-less screen that right. had a hinge that would fold in half. Now that would be cool. You'd be all right with that. But uh, I feel like that's a ways off that's in the future. Too, that's far futuristic, I right? Think. 
So that's all for that's all for Tech Talk this time. Uh, let's go on to Game Zone. So what's newest in the game? Now you, I think you just recently you are the proud owner, proud father of a Nintendo Switch. Yes. So tell us about that. How's this been going? Uh, so I got I got a Switch uh, uh, late last year, um, and and. Uh, you know, so I was I was always a PS4 person. I've yeah. had a PS4. You know, I've always been PlayStation, PS1, PS2, PS3, PS4. I had all the Playstations growing up, um, and then I had a child. <laughs> so when you have a child, uh, apparently uh, you're not really allowed to by time constraint. Not like I was scolded. <laughs> it was more of a time constraint thing that that you don't have time to to game anymore. Yeah, uh, which is. Uh, very, very true. In fact, my, my cousin told me at, at Christmas at Christmas dinner that, hey, you know, you haven't been on your PS4 for six months. I'm like, yeah, I know. He was counting. A, he, he checked. He, he pulled it up. And I'm like, yeah, that's probably accurate. It's been 175 so, days, three and, hours and 63 Yeah, minutes. it was terrible. But, you know, you know, you know I, I told my wife on this, I'm like, you know, I've, I've played twice in the last eight months. You know, I barely played my PS4. So I, I, basically, I saw my PS4 and got, and got a Switch. Um, I was semi-nervous going to a, a handheld device. Uh, even going to a, a, a Nintendo device, um, you know, I, you know, I, I played with the Wii when it first came out. Uh, you know, the Wii Sports game was fun, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. Done some the Just Dance game, and you know, you're, <laughs> but that was that was so long ago. And I'm, you know, I always felt it was, it was more kitty. Mm-hmm. So I got a Switch, and I got uh, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Um, which I actually beat today, and I'm very proud of that. I actually saw your Facebook I, post about I, it. You were like, today. "Look, we're going to trade games with somebody," and I'm yeah. thinking, "Man, I I don't remember when I was like playing the original, like big plastic Game yeah. Boy. It was as big as a brick, yeah. you know. It weighed 57 pounds. Yeah, it was terrible. You, <laughs> Let's trade games. You got yeah. Pokemon Yellow? Yeah, I got Pokemon right. Yellow. And I think so. You know, I I I. So anyway, as I digress, uh, so so being purely handheld. Uh, now there's also a dock you can put, so you, you know you, you can play on a TV. Yeah, um, it is it is probably one of the better devices I've seen come out in the last several years. Um, you know, it, it it doesn't have the power of a PS4 or an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. You know, and and, and, and no one's going to act like it does. Um, but purely from a handheld standpoint, mm-hmm. compared to how big of a flop the PSP was, the PS Vita was, <laughs> compared to how big of a flop, really, for the most part, the Game Boys have been for years. I mean, you know, yeah. you know, you know, people would buy the, the 3DS and the, the Wii U, <clears throat> but for the most part, this is a completely different device because there's so much you can do with it. Uh, you know, you know, you can get more controllers for it, and you can do like eight, like eight person Bomberman, which is on my list of things to do. I want to do that so bad. Um, but you have to have eight friends with eight different switches. Which is the problem right? is the eight friends. I yeah. think, man. But it's it's it if you're looking for a device that's handheld and and fun to play, uh, you, you got to look no further than the Switch. I've had it for two months now, and I I'm in love with it. It it, it is one of the best best investments I've ever made. Um, and, and they're a lot of fun. I mean, they're they're, <coughs> they're fun to play. Now, something that I thought was. A couple questions. First of all, so the Switch is like a it's like a screen, like a mm-hmm. like a tablet. With these connectable controller things yep. on the side. Now I've seen before. Um, now this has been a while back, but I've seen where they had these cases you could put like an iPad in, and it would give you game controls that would actually that were touch like, a, like, like stylus yeah. type things that yeah. they would actually connect mm-hmm. to your iPad. So is it essentially it's, the same thing? Is that it's different? No, the 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 controllers attached to the side. They basically slide on there, and when they connect, they lock in. Uh, and basically, while it's plugged in, they'll charge the controller. So so you know you can take the controllers out and play wirelessly with the controllers. So you can't um, you can't play it without the controllers. 
Uh, correct. Yeah, it's not a touch enabled. Well, okay. well, the screen is touch screen, but you can't really play the games without without okay. having the controllers. Okay. Second question. You said it docks mm-hmm. to a a screen attachment dock. I would assume mm-hmm. like it's like a, a HDMI to a screen, yep. and you dock it, and mm-hmm. it goes. So, what is it like? The screen itself is the console, and then these are the controllers that slide in on the sides. And so, you dock the entire console, and it shows up on your screen. Well, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, the thing you you slide the controllers off. Okay. And then you basically put this put this thing in the dock that's that's got power going to it. It's plugged into your TV, and then it comes with a with an adapter that you basically slide your. Uh, controller pieces on that came off of the off, off of the switch, and then now you have you know now you have like a handheld actual controller. controller, yeah, like actual yeah, like okay. actual handheld controller. Now, can you use those like the Wii with the separate pieces left you and can, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are games that that do that. That you know, you, you know, you know, you can play two two person. Uh, there's actually one called. There's a game called One Two Switch that I'm, that I'm looking to get that. You can basically—it's like a party game where each person has like one of these controllers, and there's different little little party games you do just for fun. Yeah. Um, so you know, you know, you know, they're they're they are you know you know they will work separately. Yeah. But for you know for games like Zelda or for Mario, you got to basically use both of them in this controller dock. If you're docked your TV, if not, you just leave them on your on your Switch and you play as you go. Okay, so they're not motion controlled; they're actual buttons, physical buttons, right? There, there are physical buttons, but yeah, they uh, uh, they you know they do have a gyroscope in there where okay. where you know they do sense motion. So it's not, but it's not like the Wii where it's like every move you make is what your character makes in the game. Correct. Okay. Now, because I was thinking about that, and I'm thinking to myself. Something that would be a cool challenge <laughs> is if you your controllers work one you know right for right arm left for left arm and splitting that apart right. between two people and having two people control do two different there are two different halves of one character. Yeah. Or they, they, well, one of the cool things was with with uh, was with Zelda there were some some motion like like challenge you had to do where you had to like tilt this tilt the tilt the thing around and move it oh, around. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, uh, you basically aim your your bow and arrow with by moving the. Oh, okay. Switch around. So it's like, turn, a, like a tilting yeah, type. I, I turned that off. That got kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see how that could be a problem. Uh, I was, you know, there's been some pretty cool stuff on. Uh, this isn't game related. Maybe I should have put this in the tech talk, but there are some pretty cool features like that with that are the kind of that gyroscopic tilt. Yeah. Adjustment thing in kind of like your iPhone. And not just right. like games. Like I have a, an app, the GarageBand app has got some features that you can turn on the gyroscopic tilt function, and as you tilt your phone, it'll change the sound of different tracks, right. and stuff, which is kind of cool. But um, so moving on um, within the games, I, there, I, there was one some one thing that I saw the other day, and this is I'm, I just wanted to tell everybody about it because I thought it was really cool. I don't know what it's like because I haven't played it, but I saw this this advertisement for this game called. And you're gonna you're probably gonna laugh, but it's called something like Car Shop or Car Mechanic Simulator. <laughs> Did you see that? I, I've seen I, I, I've seen some let's plays with this game uh, 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 by uh, this YouTube channel that I watch, and uh, it looks just awful, just terrible. <laughs> see, I now here's the thing: the thing that I liked about it. Was that I, I I saw it and I'm like, of course I, I grew up in a household. My dad was a was a big time auto mechanic, and he was constantly dragging me and my brother into it. And he's like, look at this defibrillator, which is not a part of the car, but look at this part <laughs> and look at this thing and how they connect together and look explosions. And I'm like, okay, dad, cool. And then <laughs> and then, uh, but I thought it was really neat to see a game that actually went into that much detail because some of the some of the demos that I saw of it. Uh, where like you zoom in, you're like 3D looking at this right. motor, and you can pluck this bolt out yeah. and junk. And I'm like, this is pretty cool. Yeah, this is pretty cool. But I'm, I, you know, I look and I looked. I'll be honest. 
Uh, this is not something I'm proud of. <laughs> I straight up looked to find out if it would be feasible to purchase on my PlayStation 4. And it's only on Steam, probably. It's only on Steam yeah. so far. Now, it's, it's touted to be on PS4, but it's not right. yet. So it may come out eventually. But I'm like, I'm not, I'm not a huge gamer. Uh, I can count on, like, one hand the number of games that I've followed, the number of game series that I've followed. Right. In fact, it's only one game series that I've... I, well, two. Two game series that I've followed and played almost every game. But the question is, what are those? The question, or the answer to that question is, the Uncharted series, which is... Amazing. Never played. Oh, Full disclosure, never played. Man, you are missing out. And here's the thing. Like, here's the thing. The the Uncharted series. The reason why I got so into that, which is completely against just who I am. Like, it's right. just not something. If you know me at all, not, you you're know, not much of a spelunker. I'm not much of a spelunker. I I am a fairly, you know, adventurous person. I like to go out in the in the wild from time to time. But I'm not much of a an adventurist per se. And I'm certainly not much of a gamer. <laughs> and to sit down and play a game for 20 hours straight is completely against my character. Right. But, man, I got so bought in. But it was because these books, or these uh, these games, wow, what, what did I even just say there? <laughs> these games were like like, a, like an interactive movie. Had a really yeah. well-written storyline. And you get to act as the character, right. which was really cool to me. Plus, the gameplay was just insanely mm-hmm. good. So I got into those, and I still haven't played the fourth one that just came out a few months ago, uh, or actually probably over a year ago now. They've got two more out there. Right. Anyway, I haven't played those, but I have followed that series pretty well. And then the only other series that I've ever followed, and you'll you'll laugh when I tell you this, is Spider-Man. No. No. And I'll tell you why. Are you saying no because you're not laughing, or no because no, like I, this is a stupid game series? No, you know, I played I played Spider I think Spider Man Two yeah. on PS One, and I would get so mad because I felt that parts of the game were impossible to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But here's the thing my my whole experience playing every one of the Spider Man games was never to follow the story. I loved the open world right. Spidey swinging through the buildings right. thing. Like, that was always really cool to me. And to swing from building to building, I remember when the first Spider-Man, that was based off the the uh, the Raimi Spider-Man series. Right. The very first Spider-Man, P- I think it was PS2. Thanks, I you're right, yeah. And it was really cool. And you're, like, swinging through the buildings, and your web is not shooting at anything. It's like, it just... It's sticking to the atmosphere, right? Right, and so you're swinging in between these buildings, and you're kicking the, the mess out of people. And then, if you ever fall off a building, <laughs> or you come down to the ground, like the ground uh, killed you, right? Even if you swung to the ground, you were dead. In fact, I don't even know if they rendered out the ground. I think it might have just been like white fog that covered up everything oh, really? below. But if you ever went to the ground, you were toast. And then Spider-Man Two came out. And I remember thinking, I wonder what this is going to be like. So I got it, and I was playing it, and I'm thinking, you know, swinging through it. And I'm like, this is the same. A little bit better graphics. And then I fell to the ground and got up and was walking around as Spider-Man on the ground. And I was like, this is awesome. Because I could go to the ground, and I could go down in manholes, and I could fight people underground and do all this other stuff. Well, they have a new one that's come out. Um, I don't know. Has it out yet? It's out yet. It looks... It looks awesome. It looks good. And now, it's not based off a movie like the previous ones were. It's actually based around, I think, maybe an animated series or mostly just the comic books. But it's it's very similar to the, to the new uh, Spider-Man Homecoming feel, uh, which was awesome, yeah. by the way. But anyway, so that's all the time we have for Game Zone. Let's move on to the word and storytelling. So, 
we all are fans whether by default or whether begrudgingly we are all fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe right yes. so this is a crazy unprecedented like the only other franchise that's even come that, that, that's that it hasn't quite met yet is the James Bond franchise which right. is what 30 films or something like that I mean, yeah. it's, it's crazy yeah. crazy tons of tons of and there's more coming right. out every year it seems like but this this franchise is the only that I know of only multi-film multi-character franchise that's gone on for as long as it has that's gone on as long and a time of period of time but and then just the sheer number of films right. that have been it's 17 films yeah. currently including Thor Ragnarok that was just released um, not including Black Panther, not including Captain Marvel, not including uh, the new Infinity War. Seventeen films, not including all these ones that are Ant-Man coming out. Ant-Man and Wasp. Which, Ant-Man which, and Wasp. Which, which trailer came out for this week. That comes out this year, right? Yes. Okay. So not including any of those, but already a seventeen films. Let's mm-hmm. break twenty films this year, right? Uh, which is huge. Um, Disney is killing right now. They're making tons of money. Great investment. Yeah. And uh, so what's cool is that there's a lot to talk about in film and and movies and TV shows and stuff like that. So uh, obviously, because of the fact we're all huge fans of MCU, uh, MCEU, excuse me, no, MCU. That's DCEU, excuse me. Uh, MCU, we're all fans of it. And uh, so before we get to unreleased films... I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about Thor Ragnarok. Now I know you haven't seen this yet. yet, as I've not gotten my advanced copy from the internet. <laughs> from the, the internet. <laughs> that's a dangerous admission to make. I have. If the FBI, if, if, if the FBI is listening, uh, I don't. I don't. I we, don't share. So we uh, we we okay. find them. Anything that we see is directly sent to us through, from Kevin Feige himself. Okay, <laughs> he's a good friend, Kevin. If, I know we know you're listening out there, so that's not true. <laughs> But, no, okay, so Thor Ragnarok. Let me just say this. Watch it as soon as possible. Yeah. Because... I've heard it's phenomenal. It's... Okay, let me just let me just back up. So, Thor's got... What is it? Th- two? Two feature films? Standalone? Three. Is it three? Three. I think three now. I think this was the third one. Because he had... It was had Thor, Thor and Thor the Dark World. Dark World and then, and then Ragnarok, right? Oh, this is the third one. Was Ragnarok the third one? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Because I don't think there's anything after, after Dark World. Because Dark World was the one... Was, uh, I'm not going to give spoilers, but I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was just Dark World and then Ragnarok. Yeah, I think you're right. So this is the third uh, standalone Thor film, right? And it seems to be that every time that they come out with a new um, a new film in the... Uh, what's the... The Phase, th- phase 3? Is that phase what they're Phase 3 is what they're in right now. Um, when they come, every time they come out with a new Phase Three film, it seems like they have more, more, and more crossover, right? So, like you see Captain America: Civil War recently. Mm-hmm. What was it? Early 2017, mid 2017, that came out, or was it later, earlier than that? Civil War. That was 2016. Was it 2016? I'm pretty sure. Okay, so you got yeah, because Ragnarok was 17. Anyway, so you got Captain America: Civil War 16, right? And it is. Um, straight up like another Avengers film right because every character was in there with the exception of Thor right and and uh, the Hulk correct and so you know and, and that's there's no exception that's no exception to this film it's not quite as c- uh, complete right in it's you know, acquisition of other characters but um, it is by far the best Thor standalone film which is can be said the same as uh, for uh, the Iron Man 
yeah. trilogy that within this MCU, right? A lot of people think that Iron Man 3 was the superior film in the th- of the three, right? I personally liked the first one best, but the third one was definitely standout. Two was hot garbage. Two, two was, yeah, I think it was Mickey Rourke. I think yeah, he was, was the Mickey problem. Rourke. <laughs> yeah. Of course, they did a pretty bad job with the, the uh, what was the... I can't just the mandolin, Mandarin. Yeah, Mandarin. Well, not the mandolin. And they, you know, they, you know, they tried to capitalize. You know, Mickey Rourke was just in the wrestler, which won several Academy Awards, and I, I believe he won the Academy Award for actor that year. I, I yeah. believe. I don't and I know that they, it was that film though. I thought it was. I thought it was the other. He was in another film that year. Film? I, I think was it was something about the wrestler. Right, the wrestler. That's what I said. Yeah. Oh, I said the wrestler. Sorry. No, <laughs> I thought you were talking about. No, he was winning the Oscar for. No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, no. He, they were, they were trying to capitalize on that on 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 the wrestler. And I think his, his right his phenomenal job in the wrestler. Sure, was a great movie. It was a heart wrenching movie. Um, but I think that, that they were trying to capitalize on that, and it just didn't it didn't work. Yeah. Um, at all. Yeah, he just wasn't. He just came across as just like really peeved. Yeah. The whole time. Which is, you know, I guess it fits with the character and, and the storyline, but it just felt very aggressive and very un... Almost too much. Yeah, it just didn't feel like it had a lot of direction. Right. So, but, moving back to Thor, Thor Ragnarok, I feel like they finally found the niche for uh, for Chris Hemsworth. Right, because one of the things, too, that they really worked on, and they've, and they've really kind of fixed, if you remember in Thor standalone film, his hair was horrible. <laughs> Not because it was long, because it was an, obviously a wig. Right. And they had like bleached his eyebrows and all yeah. this other, and made him look very like, just very Norse right. looking, which is, I mean, he's supposed to be a Norse mean? god, but still. Uh, and he just, it just wasn't working. Right. Well, in this one, they capitalized more on, and, and having gone forward from that, they capitalized more on his actual features, which was really cool. Uh, and to see it be more of a, like a planet Hulk right. type um, Storyline, yeah, I, yeah. I've heard it. I've heard it. It's phenomenal. great. And one of the things that I loved most about it was that it was very era based. It felt like they were really capitalizing on the success of films like Guardians of the Galaxy right. and even Doctor Strange. They all had this really cool, bright um, kind of just hopping eighties vibe. To right. Them. It was really, really cool. Really cool. So, but go ahead and tell us what, what's going on with the um, the Black Panther. So, it, Black Panther comes out. Uh, I think this weekend. Um, critically, a critically acclaimed film. People are going on and on about how great it is. Um, the trailers look really, really good for it. Um, you know, I wasn't how how you know, I wasn't sure how well Black Panther would play. As a standalone film, but uh, you know, if, if the trailers are any indication, uh, it's going to be uh, uh, just a nonstop. Uh, just it, it just looks really, really solid. Uh, uh, you know, not like, like a very solid addition to the DC, or to the MCU, mm-hmm. not the DCEU. That's wrong. We haven't got there. Wrong yet. one. <laughs> uh, I think you're right because that was that was Civil War, right? That Black Panther was introduced. Yeah. Okay. And. I, I don't want to say that he stole the show, but to see them introduce a character that they have that nobody's ever even tried to make an actual live well, action no film who, of. No one knew who it was. I mean, I did. Well, right. Well, I mean, right. The, so the, they did because they did the nerds. Right. The, the, <laughs> the nerds. nerds did. The nerds knew who it right. was. But you know, you know. Let, let, let's be honest. Most people are going to see these movies. 
you know, these movies aren't making billions of dollars off the off the nerds. These no. movies are making billions of dollars off the general public, and the general public doesn't know who. You know, people know people know Iron Man, Captain America. Yeah, you know the the main characters. You know, you know, and now granted, they didn't know Hawkeye. Uh, they didn't know Scarlet Witch. They didn't know Ultron. Mm-hmm. So you know these these characters that are that are that are slowly adding in. Uh, Black Panther was one of those characters that nobody, for the most part, General Hulk didn't know, and it played very very well in Civil War. And so uh, you know having the standalone film, I think that is really gonna 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 catapult uh, 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 at least that character uh, to what I would assume is going to be a leading role uh, uh, in the rest of the. Um, and the rest of the MCU yeah, going I think, forward. I think that he is going to, uh, and this is just a prediction, this is not necessarily based on anything, but from what I understand, there are several Phase 3 characters that are going to be phased out, Yeah, no pun intended, um, whenever they move on from that. Characters like Iron Man, yeah. characters like uh, Captain America, the Steve Rogers Captain America. And I feel like, you know, to keep some of that continuity and to um, capitalize on all the other vast array of characters that Marvel has at their disposal, right? Uh, which is even has grown even now because they bought some of their properties back from Fox. Um, but to capitalize on that, what they're doing, at least I think in, in my, from my vantage point, what they're doing is that they're introducing other characters, other mainstream characters, or other characters that will become mainstream, so that it will tie back into that right. phase three whenever they move into phase four. Because I really, and this is, this we'll, we'll have to wait and see when Infinity War comes about, out, but I'm pretty confident that they're going to be killing off some characters. I, I, I was going to say that. I, I, I think that we can kind of safely assume that come Infinity War, uh, you know, you know the, the the trailer for that. If you've not seen it uh, and you're interested, uh, highly recommend. But 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 uh, Josh Brolin is playing the role of Thanos, and I mean, it just he, he looks so just menacing, yeah, yeah, menacing. And 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 you know, I I think just just the tone of the film, at least from the trailer, is that you're going to see. So, you know, you know, you know, some of these people, some of these characters be killed off. I, th- I think you have to because I think that that as this you know, as this roster grows, yeah. Number one, Disney can't afford to pay all these people what they're making. <laughs> Not even Disney uh, can afford that. Yeah, so. but I mean, you know, so you know, you know, you know, I think at some point some of these characters are, are you know are going to get have to get killed off, and I I I fully expect that that come you know come uh, uh, my my bold my bold prediction is that I think that that one of the one of the big three or four. Uh, is going to is going to be killed off in Infinity whether you know, you know whether it's Iron Man, uh, whether it's Captain America, whether it's somehow the Hulk, uh, uh, you know one of these main characters I, I, I think is going to get killed off and, yeah. and I honestly I, I'm putting money on Iron Man mm-hmm. getting killed off in Infinity War. I think that that, that Robert Downey Jr. is getting tired and tired of, of, of this. You know he was yeah. always, you know he was always an actor that was big on not getting put into a niche role. Mm-hmm. And I think he's probably getting tired of all the, you know. Now, granted, uh, it's a cash cow for all these people. So yeah. sign yeah. me up, right? But uh, you know, you know, I think he's, he's probably getting tired. You know, he's probably wanting to do more different roles. Mm-hmm. So I would think that someone's going to get killed off. One of the main characters will, will get killed off in Infinity War, and I think it's going to be. I I think Infinity War is probably going to be one of the best films of the year. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, the At only thing the only thing that scares me about it is that it's being touted as a part one. Right. And I hate it when they do that. Now, granted, in the scope of the story, I like it. Because that means that it, they have more time to develop the story. Right. The story is more holistic. Right. It feels like it's not rushed. Um, well, and when you, can, when you look at this story in, in 
you know, in all honesty, when you look at the story, you're looking at a story that's been developed right. over 15, 17 different films. <coughs> if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I, I, I want to say that part two comes out six to eight months after the release of... Oh, is it that quick? If not, maybe up to a year. But I know that, 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 when, I, that when I first saw the, the, the tentative Marvel schedule, it was... Maybe a year out after the first Infinity War, you know, uh, uh, the Wachowskis did this, did it similar with the Matrix when they did that when they did the Matrix trilogy. With you had uh, Matrix Reloaded came out, and then I think eight months later, maybe a year later, the Matrix Revolutions came out. So you know they wanted that because because originally in, in the Matrix trilogy, the second and third film was going to be one whole film. But at that yeah. point, you're talking a five hour movie. Yeah. So no one's doing that. Yeah. Nobody can get uh, away with that except James Cameron. Right. Oh. And not even he can get away with it not anymore. Um, I'm looking here. There's just a quick, just a quick, just a quick look up. It looks like it's going to be because when does when does Infinity War Part One come out? Is it June? June? I think June. Yeah. So it'll be just under a year, according to what I'm seeing here on the Google. It'll be just under a year because it's slated as May 3rd of 2019, and that's of course tentative. Tentative. Now I don't know. I know that some films and some filmmakers shoot part one and part two of, of a multiple part series. They'll shoot them back to back and then just kind of cut them and release them in order. So, um, but according to what this is saying, that's possible here. They're looking at a May 3rd night 2019 release. So. <clears throat> Uh, well, actually, according to this, it says April 25th of 2018. So just over a year, if that's the case, for part one. Um, anyway, one of the things that, just going back to that, I, though, is that um, I think you're right. I think that we're going to lose some some key characters, which will be bittersweet, because you know a 17-film character development is going to be hard right. to kill and very painful to kill, right. especially with characters that we've seen in almost every film. Like They're Iron Man beloved. has been in almost every single right. Avengers or uh, yeah, Avengers um, MCU film. Yeah, and if you know, not, he's you know you know if he's not in there, he's probably in the, post, in the you know in, in the post credit scene. Yeah, you know these characters, yeah, these, something. Can, these characters are beloved. Yeah, and so but here's the thing. One of the things that I was I was doing some research on earlier today and yesterday was that. Um, some of these characters through the Marvel actual Marvel comic universe have actually been written out and written back in in some way or another as a female character, female counterpart right. or a female um, antecedent or whatever, whatever the word is you're looking for. So there is an Iron Woman right. character. There is a She-Hulk character. Uh, Thor from for some weird thing undergoes an actual complete regeneration and comes back as a woman. Right. Which, you know, if they wanted to do that, yeah, I don't know how that would go over, but it would be an interesting thing to see how right. how they work that in. I think even I think even Captain America has a a female yeah. version of himself out there somewhere. So, that should be interesting to see what happens with that. Um same with the DCEU. I mean, the DCEU um, and they're, 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 they were struggling whenever they came out with Man of Steel, mm-hmm. Batman v Superman. They were barely barely keeping their heads above water. They made tons of money, right. so they kept going, and they're still going. But um, they are on the rise right, right now. They came out with Wonder Woman, and man, what a huge win that was! That was huge. That was a fantastic film. And then they just recently released the first Justice League, mm-hmm. and when I say first because there are more touted to be right. to be made. Um, and uh, we saw a nice pre-release screening of that. I guess we can say that no, way. If you don't, if you don't mind Chinese subtitles. <laughs> uh, 
and I think it was awesome. I just think I think it was a great story. I think it was well put together. It got, it, it got dogged on, uh, but that, but that, that's kind of the fun thing these days is dog on the, yeah. the DCEU, uh, you know, dog on the Batman movies. To be right. But to that end, there, there's still some upheaval, I guess, in the in the DC universe. Right. As far as the production, yeah, the production because, side, yeah. You know, there's so much. There's so many moving parts that no one knows what's going on. You know, you know, there's, right. you know, you know, will Ben Affleck do a standalone film? Will he not? You know, if he does do it, who's directing? Is he? Yeah. Doing, you know, and and so there's so many. There's so much. I think uncertain. When it comes to the DC universe, film-wise, that's why there's a huge there's a huge amount of hesitation for anybody to buy in to buy in or give it any kind of praise, and, and and so I think that that's that's just fun people to dog on it. Yeah. Uh, but to that end, um, I, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah. Uh, it was it was well done. I thought. Yeah. No, I'm 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 Batman Homer, so it's <laughs> right. easy me to say that. But but I was I didn't hide my displeasure, I guess, with. I mean, with Superman, uh, I thought it was a poorly done movie. Now, um, let me cut in here for a second, because one thing that I've heard said a lot, and I've personally wit- borne witness to, I saw the original theatrical cut, mm-hmm. and I agree. It was a jumbled mess. But the director's cut was... But the director's cut was, was amazing. Right. And, and and that was the problem, is that, was that, you know, you know, the DC Universe, they wanted it to be a little more warm, yeah. Uh, you know, more akin to the Marvel universe. Yeah, a little um, less gritty. You know, and, but you know, you know, DC has written that darkness since the Dark Knight because that changed the perspective of all comic book films at that mm-hmm. point. You know, before then you had Spider, you had the Spider Man to the world, and if you remember Spider Man three, that was just that was hot garbage. Yeah. Well, then you know, you know, Batman Begins, you know. Came out and it was good. I actually really enjoyed Batman Begins. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't get a lot of hype, but I thought it was a great movie. But then The Dark Knight comes out yeah. and it changed Blows everything. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you know, you had a, you know, you know, you had Heath Ledger posthumously winning Best Supporting Actor for a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, I mean, you know, that movie was was to to this day in my top five best movies of all time. Right. Well, and it was just due in large part. Uh, to the director, right? Because here's the thing: I, I watched, um, I watched some information, some some videos on YouTube uh, about how Christopher Nolan went about directing these films, and his approach was very classic. Mm-hmm. But it was more like one of the things that Batman has always been is a tragic story. Right? It's always been a story about a broken little boy who go, grows up to beat people up. That mm-hmm. are, Treating people like they treated his parents, right? Um, and so, what's cool is that uh, Christopher Nolan. Now, Christopher Nolan's Batman, the Batman that we saw in Batman Begins, all the way through uh, the Dark Knight Rises or Returns or whatever it was, the third one. Um, that Batman is not the same Batman that we no. see in this Batman v Superman DCEU, right. you know, continuity. Unfortunately, because that man, they just did a great job of developing that character out. Uh, even if you did hate his Batman voice, swear to me, you know, that kind of junk. But, um, but no, he wrote these stories out to be so classic. And so right. um, just the direction and the pacing of them was just so, so brilliantly right. put together. And unfortunately, I don't know about you, and this is, this is a little bit off topic, but I, I, was, I was watching The Dark Knight, um, and it was so gritty, right. so dark, and just ominous. And I felt like Christopher Nolan actually made that film with an R rating in mind. Yeah. And and I there were several times, and this is not necessarily 
something I'm proud to say. But there are several times that I was thinking, where did all the blood go that I was supposed yeah. to see right here? Right. You know, like there were several times that I'm thinking this should be much more graphic than it is and than it was. And that was a little bit of a disappointment. Not because I'm, you know, some kind of freak that I just like watching people get blown up and cut up and junk because that's not the truth. But it did feel a little bit like the censorship committee moved in and right. just took away everything that would have made the, the film feel complete because it did feel a little bit empty in some spots. Right. But um, I think you're right, though. I think I think they're, they're trying to capitalize on that grittiness, but at the same time, they're trying to mellow it a little bit because they don't want to make horror films with comic book labels. Well, <laughs> and they yeah. also don't want to but they also don't want to completely you right, right. you don't want to well that thing the, the, these movies and 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 and, and this, this is my problem is that you know these movies are, are, are you know typically at very least PG-13. Yeah. And they're not for kids. Yeah. You know these you know these aren't these aren't family films. Well, I mean, if you look at you the know. comic books they were never intended for no, children exactly. either. The, you know, some you of know. them were, content, were intended for a much more mature right. audience even 13. You know, years. you know and and like I said you know you know now you have movies that are coming out these comic movies that are coming out that are R rated. Yeah. Uh, and you know they're not they're not intended for children. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know there's this there's this fine line you have to walk of do you continue marketing as you are? Uh, 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 you know, it, it, it's it's kind of a hard road to walk because yeah. the, you know these movies were never intended for children. Yet kids see them. You know, there was a there's somebody I know that took their kid to see. Uh, they took their kid, I guess, two or three years ago, took their kid to go see Deadpool, and I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to throw up. I'm like I'm like I'm like I know how bad this movie's supposed to be. Just yeah. you, know, you know, if you've read the comics, and yeah. um, I'm like your kid's seven. Yeah, but that's a whole other discussion altogether. Yeah. Now, back in the bus up a little bit, back to this slated Batman standalone film, DCEU Batman standalone film. Two things. First of all, just kind of in that same vein of the grittiness and the ratings and stuff like that. What I'm thinking is, what I've heard at least, is that they're actually pushing that to be, because of the success of films like Deadpool and uh, Logan and that R-rated uh kind of category for comic book films they're actually pushing I think pushing it to be that because they're wanting to go more kind of original Batman comic which was like the detective comics right because how many times have you seen a Batman movie where Batman actually does any detecting not very many in fact none (laughs) None. most of them including the Matthew West films not not Matthew West. West Adam West. Matthew, Matthew West is a yeah. Including the Adam West films, none of them included his his adept no. um, you know, detective. Now, the Justice League had a little bit of it in there, which showed that he is able to do it. But you're you're looking at a you know, 40, 50 year old pre right. just barely retired, like right. pre retirement Batman. Um and so, but they're, what they're looking at doing is actually backtracking it right. for the standalone to be more of that early Batman, mm-hmm. early detective Batman story, kind of gritty noir. Right, which could type. be very, very well done. Yeah. And now, to, which I'm not opposed to at all. Right. I'm not opposed to the ratings issue because I'm sure that they'll come out with some, they'll probably do a, a duality of, of a, like a theatrical release that's kind of more tame and mellow, and then they'll do a director's cut or vice versa, whatever. Um but the interesting thing about it is, is that we you, you mentioned, you know, Batfleck not being not returning for that, right? You mentioned that there's a possibility. There's all these things are up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen with right. it. The interesting thing about that is they have a standalone Flash movie already. Mm-hmm. I think we talked about this yes. once already. But we, they have a standalone Flash movie that's already in development. It's already being made with Ezra Miller, the Flash from the Justice League, and they're calling it Flashpoint. Now, anybody that's read the comics will know. 
this is a big deal. Right. Flashpoint in the comics was always this kind of turning point for the for the comic universe, right? Flashpoint is the is the point at which the Flash goes so fast he actually bounces out of reality and lands in an alternate universe. Right. And so all of these other all these characters still exist, but they're under different people, right? So Batman is actually Bruce Wayne's father instead of Bruce Wayne. Right. And so on and so forth. So they have, they have the potential to recoup some of the problems and kind of rescue themselves mm-hmm. by taking advantage of that. Right. So and I think and I think that if they do that, I think that it'll be because that's one of the things that like Marvel will never do. No. Marvel will never do a complete universe changeover just to fix a problem. I agree. You know, but you know, if you know, they've had enough criticism in the DCEU, but they're committed enough to it at this point that I could see them using that as kind of the vortex by which all these currently made films kind of focus toward, invert it and spit it back out right. as something totally different, which I think would be really cool totally agree. to see. So I think that's all the time we have for storytelling, films, books, and shows. So let's move on. Now, something I wanted to do I think will be really fun and um, hopefully not too uh, weird and creepy and ASMR type stuff. <laughs> but uh, we've got a game we're going to play, and it's called What's That Sound? So what's going to happen, Austin, is I'm going to play for you. I've got four audio sound bites. Perfect. Okay? I'm going to play for you an audio sound bite. Three of them. Uh, I have multiple choices for to help you out a little bit because it's a little tough. Perfect. Um, Now, I'm going to read these multiple choice questions to you or or answers to you and you choose. And if you get three out of the three out of the four correct, you're like the king of sound bites. Right. If you get the fourth one correct, like you will literally become a rocket and shoot off in outer space. Pretty confident that'll happen. And crush it. Okay, so we're gonna go ahead and get started with that. So let me go ahead and play the first sound by. Let me make sure my tech doesn't fail on me. So make sure I get in the right order. Okay, here's the first audio soundbot. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. All right. Let me make sure I get it here. Okay, so kind of a gross sound, right? Right. Little, little, little. Ugh. So here's your here's your answers. Here's your here's your answers. Was that me swishing around water with my mouth? Me stirring spaghetti, or the sound your child's full diaper makes on a, after a bad day? No, that is. Uh, I'm going to say that's. Oh man, is that spaghetti? That is spaghetti. Yes. Wow. Good call. Good call. All right, you ready for the second one? Yes, I got this. All right. Look at that. One for one. Because I am the soundbite king. Yes. I'm very proud of myself for that. Yeah, okay, here we go. All right. So was that me sloshing a water bottle, me drowning my latest love song attempt in a bucket of tears, the sa- or the sound of blood rushing out of my hand when I shut my finger in the car door at age 17? That's the first one. That's you swishing around a bottle, water, water, there. <laughs> a bottle of water, butter, water. Yeah, that's that's swishing around a water bottle. Two for two. Two for two. Here we go. Number three. Was that world me cracking my knuckles? 
the sound of somebody knocking on a door recorded inside a blanket fort, or the lid of a salsa can popping. I'm gonna go. That, that's that's salsa can. It's got to be the little poppy thing on top of salsa can. That's right. right. That's yes. right. Three for three. All right, you're on a roll. So here's the last one. This one's tough. Okay. So you will if you get this one right, you're gonna literally just gonna. You're already. I'm already. Yeah, I'm, already, already, sound bite I'm already king. I'm already so king. You're gonna just blast off into outer space this. as a rocket. Here we go. That's cards. You're shuffling cards, right? Shuffling cards? No. Ah, what is that? Take another guess. See if you can guess what it is. This is really tough. This is a really tough one. Like, are you like flipping like pages of a book? We're like, like no. It sounds like it sounds like paper. It does sound together, like paper. Right. You give up? I give up. Okay. The actual sound. <laughs> this is why it was so tough. Was the sound of a foam windscreen squeaking around on the end of a microphone? What? I had, a, I had what? I had a microphone and I just held it up to the mic of, the, of my recorder and I just go. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just twisted it around. So dumb. It was really dumb. So, so dumb. all right. So you're the you're the you are the official soundbite king. I'm the best. And that will wrap up our episode. This I, I don't know. We're doing this every two weeks or every month. Week every two weeks. We do bi-weekly. Okay. That'll wrap up this month's first episode, which will air in February. Which is also what month we're recording this in. Very <laughs> because it's today. So, alright. Well, thanks for sticking around with us. And we hope you enjoyed it. Hit that subscribe button. And uh, we'll catch you next time.